This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. The Bible says that God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 9. Your God is faithful. Your God is faithful. Faithfulness. He embodies faithfulness. God is an embodiment of faithfulness. That is his person. His faithfulness personified. It is his makeup. It is his essence. It is his character. He is faithful. No wonder why even the lamb that is slain for our sin, Jesus, his name is faithful. Revelation chapter 3 from verse 14. That is one of the names of Jesus. He is called the faithful one. The faithful witness. Is his name. And one thing that you need to understand about God is that he remains faithful. He remains faithful. Second Timothy chapter 2 from verse 13. He says, if we believe not, yet he abided faithful, he cannot deny himself. So, he cannot deny himself. If you do not believe he's faithful, he remains faithful. If you believe he's faithful, he remains faithful. If you say he's not faithful, he remains faithful. If you say that he's faithful, he remains faithful. If you argue that he's faithful, he remains faithful. If you argue and say no, he's not faithful, he remains faithful. If you do not agree that he's faithful, he remains faithful. If you agree that he's faithful, he remains faithful. So it is not about your belief. It is not about your notion, your opinion, your sentiments, your assumption, irrespective of your conclusion. He remains faithful. Why? He cannot deny himself. That is who he is. Now, you also understand, please write that down, that God is faithful to his promise. Hebrews chapter 10, 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful 
that has promised. God is a covenant keeping God. He keeps to his promises. He keeps to his word. Your God is not a truce breaker. God Almighty, the God that you serve, is the God that abides by his oath. He's the oath-keeping God, the promise-keeping God. When he pledges, he keeps his pledges. When he agrees on something, he keeps his agreement. God keeps to his word. And may I say unto someone here this morning, no matter what the situation is, everything that God has spoken to you, either personally through his word or from this pulpit, I pray in the precious name of Jesus that all will come to pass in Jesus' mighty name. If you believe it, go ahead and say a very big amen to that. Because your God is not a man. A man can promise you and fail. Your prophet's pastor can promise you and fail. Hope not. Your husband can promise you and fail. Hope not. Sometimes you make promises. But there are some circumstances that might come up. Not because you do not desire to keep those promises. But there are circumstances that come up even beyond your control. But with God, it's not like that. Everything he says that he will do, that he does. No wonder why the Bible says, For God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? Will he not do it? Has he spoken it? Will he not make it come to pass? The strength of Israel does not lie and he does not repent for he is not a man. He is not subject to the limitations of man. And that is why I know because of his character that is why I know because of his staying character, his essence. That is why I know that everything that God has said he would do, he would do it. I know for sure that you are ending this year on a high note in the precious name of Jesus. And I know for sure that the rest of this year shall be the best of the year for you if you are the one that God is speaking to. Receive it and say a very big amen to that. There's someone who is here. You've been ridiculed by your in-laws. A woman. Either watching me or you are here. And they are seeing that you've not brought value into your home. And this thing has been disturbing you. And you are thinking... Will I end up this year the same way? God says to tell you that he will stir up a blessing before you and he will disrupt that pattern. And the people who are ridiculing you this moment and saying that are looking down on you and saying you've not brought value, 
they are the same people who will come and be celebrating with you because of what he will do. If you are that person, say a very big amen to that. Now, the Lord showed me three categories of people. Number one, where people are here, for example, and then you are thinking that nothing has happened, nothing productive, nothing disruptive, rather. They are just coasting. And it seems as if you are just coasting to the end of the year. You started coasting from the beginning of the year. Nothing has changed. You are just coasting. And you are wondering, is this how I'm going to end this year? God says to tell you that it's going to cause to happen in your life a positive disruption just as he did in the life of Zechariah and Elizabeth is why things were coasting for many years they had even given up but one day the God of possibility showed up there was a disruption that caused people that caused the nations that caused men to come and celebrate with them. There was a disruption that happened that broke that silence that they had experienced for many years. When it happened, people came into their homes. People were wondering. You have people sitting on the fence. You have people on the door. They had so many calls. People coming in and saying, ah, we can see what God has done for you. We can see what God has done for you. We are here to celebrate with you. We are here to see it. Because our God is a God of possibility. I am trusting God for someone here. Maybe not all of us. But this is my prayer for someone here. And if you are the one, hallelujah, you better handle it and say yes, Lord. I am trusting God for someone here. Maybe 10, maybe 20 or even more people who God will cause to experience a positive disruption before the end of this year. If you are the one that God is talking about, receive it and say a very big amen to that. Because it will happen in Jesus' mighty name. Then there are also the next category of people. Are people probably you are here or watching me and you are seeing that things have fallen. And then you are afraid. Things are declining. And the end of the year is coming. And you are thinking, oh, is this how terrible I am going to end up this year? God says to tell you. That is the God of turn around. He will turn around your situation. I say he will turn around your expectation. He says to tell you that your expectation shall, oh my God, that that negative expectation shall not come to pass. And may I say unto someone here, God Almighty will exceed your expectation. If you belong to that category, receive it in the precious name of Jesus. 
He is the God of turnaround. He says, when the Lord turned around again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. Then our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said, yeah, among the nation, the Lord has done great things for us. The Lord has done great things for us. Wherein we are glad. Turn around our captivity again like the streams in the south. For those that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Many of you are here. You have sown in the place of your giving. You have sown in the place of your labor. You have sown in the place of prayer. You have sown in the place of your effort. May I say unto you, your harvest is sure. God Almighty will cause a turnaround testimony for you. Oh my God. I say, oh my God. If God created the entire world in six days, how many days do we have to the end of the year? It's too much even for God to show himself in that dimension. Therefore, I say to you, be steadfast. God has not given up on you. Don't give up on God because God has not given up on you. He remains faithful and he will show his faithfulness in your experience in the precious name of Jesus. This is the God that you serve. This is a God that is not subject by the powers that can subdue a man. This is a God whose word is powerful. His word cannot come out of his mouth void and come back to him void without establishing, without accomplishing that which it was sent for. May I say unto you, it's your season of harvest. May I say unto you, it's your season of harvest. May I say unto you, it is possible. It is possible. It is possible. In the precious name of Jesus, if you believe it, go ahead and shout a big amen to that. Praise the name of the Lord. Then the last category of people. You are here. You are here. And thank God everything is okay for you. You are at ease. You are comfortable. Everything is working out fine according to your definition. Or according to how life is treating you. You are just cool. Nothing. I mean, you don't belong to these two categories. Everything is fine for you. In fact, you are ending, you know you are ending on a good note. But God says, I should tell you this. That he is a God of surplus. That why will you want to settle for less when it's a God that meets you beyond the point of your need? Your God is too generous. Your God is too magnanimous. 
you are still thinking it's a man your God is too liberal your God is a God of excess your God is a God of surplus he says to tell you he fed 5,000 people 12 baskets were left he fed 4,000 7 baskets were left he's the God of surplus you can reach out to him in that dimension and have much more than what you need he said to me look at the life of Solomon when God gave him an open check said Solomon ask anything I the Lord will do it for you and Solomon just asked one thing Solomon asked only for wisdom and if you go to that first king chapter 3 from verse 3 down you will see what God did God gave Solomon wisdom and now told him he said Solomon I will give you that which you have not even asked for you've only asked for wisdom but I will give you riches you have only asked for wisdom but I will give you wealth you have only asked for wisdom. I will give you honor. You have only asked for wisdom. I will give you blessing. You have only asked for wisdom. I will give you the life of your enemies. You have only asked for wisdom. I will give you peace round about. That is the God that you serve. He can give you beyond what you have asked him. So may I say unto that person. Who feels everything is okay? I declare unto you that God will give you a surplus testimony. He will give you a surplus testimony. He will show himself as the God who is able to do exceeding abundantly far above what we can ask or think he will do the unthinkable in your life he will do the unimaginable in your life he will do the notable in your life don't settle for less when you serve a God of more I am the God I am more I am more I do more 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 than what you can ask more, more than what you can think I pray for someone God will do beyond your imagination if you are the one that God is talking about, say amen to that your God is not a miserly God your God is not a mean God your God is not a selfish God He does beyond your needs So he said to tell someone here. Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 35. And this is the word of the Lord for you. He's a God that does the incomparable. He does the unimaginable. 
Never put a limitation to God. Don't. Don't. One of the ways in which you can limit God is through your unbelief. The Bible says that they limited the Holy One of Israel through their unbelief. You can limit God in your life through unbelief. What is your responsibility? And this is very critical. Please write that down. This is what God is saying in Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 35. He says, Cast not away therefore your confidence which has great results of reward. Which has great recompense of reward. Have you seen it there? Cast not away your confidence. Cast not away your confidence. Cast not away your confidence. Help me turn to your neighbor and tell them. Speak this word to them. Say, cast not away your confidence in him which has a great recompense of reward. Point to someone again. Say, cast not away thy confidence which has a great recompense of reward. So one of the things that you need to do don't cast away your confidence. Have faith in the faithful God. God has not given up on you. Why would you want to give up on God? Cast not away your confidence. One of the things that will make all this to come to pass one out of many other factors is your faith one of the things that the Satan wants to do is to attack your faith because he knows that if God would do anything usually God comes through the channel of faith to transfer his blessing, his deliverance, his anointing, his strength, his comfort through the channel of faith, not only to you, but to people around you. That is why one of the things Satan will want to do this season for you is to attack your faith. Because he knows that if he attacks your faith, he has attacked your strength. So he throws darts of discouragement. He throws darts of disillusionment. He throws darts of dismay, of frustration. Do not be surprised that some of you could be feeling more distressed and more depressed than before. It is the enemy trying to attack your faith. 
Why? He wants your faith to relapse into unbelief. Oh, no wonder why the book of Timothy, he says, fight the fight of faith. This is the, kind, this is the only time the Bible says you go and fight. Not to fight your neighbors. Not to fight your wives. He said, fight the fight of faith. Contend for the faith which was delivered unto you. Oh, Jesus says to Simon, 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 Satan wants to have you. He wants to sift you like wheat so he can have you. But I have prayed for you that your faith faileth not. It says, therefore, when thou hast overcome, when thou be converted, then strengthen thy brethren by the channels of the same faith. Faith. And as someone who is a believer, that is why if you are here or watching me and you are not born again, it's a disaster for you. If you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you are in a pitiable state. Why? Because for every covenant child of God, God has put a spirit that is in thee. It's called the spirit of faith. When things are not going on well, it's time for you to bring out that spirit. You also, having that same spirit of faith, you speak, you believe, so, we, so you spoke. We also believe, so we have spoken. The spirit of faith. 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 See what the Bible talks about faith. It says, time will fail me. Hebrews 11 from verse 1. I read the first part and then the last part. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by read the elders obtained a good report. It means that bad reports can be changed to a good report on the platform of faith. Your tendencies, that negative tendency can be changed by faith. If it will not change by the timetable of God, you can force it to change by faith. This is the benefit of faith. It says by faith, we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God that the things that are seen were not made of the things that do appear. He said, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Him, obtaining a witness was righteous and God testifying of his gift that while he was dead, yet he speaketh. A dead man can still speak because of the power of faith. By faith, Enoch was not, for he was translated. For before his translation, he had this testimony. Just one testimony. 
that he pleased God. For it is impossible to please God. For he who must come to God must believe that he is. And he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Cast not away thy confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. Then he goes again, 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 again. And then he talks of a, of a place. He says, time will fail me to tell you about Gideon, to tell you about Barak, to tell you about Jephthah, to tell you about Samson of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith subdued nation, wrought righteousness, shut the mouth of lion, devil's mouth, shut it. Escape the edge of the sword. Quench the violence of fire. Some of you have fires going up in your home. Fires burning under that suit. Fires in your business. Fires in your ministry. They quench the violence of fire. Heart of weakness, they became strong. Put to flight the armies of the aliens, demons. You can cast them out and say, come out. They might not go. But when you say, come out by faith, they have no option than to move. He said, through faith. He says, women had their dead raised back to life. People who engage active faith, you engage it. You engage it. Because there are two kinds of Christians. Two kinds of believers we see in that scripture. The one who do the exploits through faith. Bible says, and then others. Others. They suffered great trials of mockings. Of chains. Of imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were slain with the edge of the sword. They wandered in sheepskin and goatskin. Can you imagine? Being destitute and tormented. They wandered in the caves, in the dens, in the mountains, and the desert of the earth. That is not for me. Both classes of believers when they die they go to heaven but there is something about the first class people who demonstrated faith can you imagine that John the Baptist that came in the fire and the anointing of Elijah the Bible says that he will come and when he comes he comes in that same anointing then the little girl danced. And the king said, go to take the head. Do you know what the head is? The head of John the Baptist. They got there. John the Baptist did nothing. They brought out the sword. He did nothing. They chopped off his head. A man carrying that same anointing like Elijah who could have done that to Elijah? 
you. Did you see his testimonies? To do that to Elijah. See, you carry sword. He will have cursed it. Let your eyes dry up. Fall down and die. But it did nothing. What is God saying to you, oh believers? This is not the time for you to give up. This is not the time for you to throw in your towel. This is not the time for you to be miserable. This is not the time for you to feel frustrated. This is the time for you to move. Tell somebody move. I say in your business move. In that project move. Hallelujah. Move against every obstacle that is before you. Move against every pattern that is undesirable. Move against every unpleasant situation because by faith you will break forth in the precious name of Jesus. May I say unto someone here, the end of the year has come. Do not feel rejected. Do not feel frustrated. Do not feel abandoned. Stare up the faith. Spare up the spirit that is the inside of you and move by faith. God has not given up on you. Don't give up on God because your God is a faithful God. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Thank you.